Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. What's up? You've downloaded our podcast. Hope you're having a, a wonderful day today. We uh, busted another myth wide open, didn't we, today on the show? Around alcohol. Mm. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. We really, I think we're really preparing for a party because there's a lot of alcohol chat today. Mm. Was there? Yeah, it came up a few times. Where Where else in the show? I can't remember. Um, there's a couple <laughs> of mentions. Hmm. Uh. Oh, I'll take your word for it. I think it's just when we haven't gone out for a while. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can always tell when we uh, haven't eaten in the morning when it just we'll is all about, about food. Food, food yes. yeah. So it's just this whole planning a party thing I think mm. has been a bit. Oh, a big announcement over the venue too, which mm-hmm. is in today's podcast. I know you think we haven't been doing anything, but we have. No, 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 no. I know that there's been a lot of people working behind the scenes. Just not us. <laughs> I think you guys are the leaders. Well, and that's someone's good. got a man. See, that's the thing. <clears throat> a good leader mm-hmm. gets everyone to do everything for well, them. I actually went to a lot of functions on the weekend and I decided to send our, uh, our promotions manager a message mm. saying how well he does. You know when you go to other functions? Oh, it's like they appreciate well, no, 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 not crap. Just the different organisation. No, 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 no. But I just see how well he organised things. So I sent a message. Mm. Um, and yeah. Was that a good message when you're saying, hey, I'm at some really poorly run ones? I did not say me, poorly. I just said, I'm at you. some. No, I often send him messages of appreciation. Mm. And I said, that doesn't mean that you can go anywhere. Like, I just want to give you a compliment. He wrote yeah. back saying, no, I just want to let you know that I'm at least sticking around for our camp. In mm. 2022. Mm. Oh, I need to imagine, get some more camping gear. sent back yeah. by the, uh, which function are you at? Because I arranged that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, Abby. Uh, also in the podca- podcast today, Ursula Carlson. Mm-hmm. She's a uh, funny woman. Isn't She's isn't very she? funny. Mm. Yeah, why she thought it would be a good idea to build a bike ramp and then jump it. Mm. Um, who knows? But very funny story in there from her. Let's get underway, guys. Uh, here it is. It's the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Well, party people! Abby's 40k birthday. Like the wake of Tuesday. Yeah, this party's on it. Party like this shit, okay? Uh, yeah, 7 o'clock, you can get that $40,000. It's going to be big. Yeah. Look, I am excited. I'm really excited that you guys are organising this, and I appreciate it. Thank I you. do. Thank you, thank you. you do have to issue an Sorry, apology. Sorry, what did you say? I said you do have to issue an apology. My headphones cut out. You what? You do? Which bit didn't you hear? The There's apology it. part or you do? There's something you said, you something it. Can't you remember, really... but let's move on. So <laughs> the issue I have is when kids get involved. Yeah. Do you know with those people that sort of like, I don't know, Scotty always says it, like, oh, maybe if I'm home from work early, we can go to the park. And I'm like... They didn't hear the maybe part or mm. if I'm home early. They just heard park. Mm. You know those people that do those promises? You might as well just go, look, if I'm home from work, I'll take you to Disneyland. <laughs> it annoys me when people do that because they offer and they say we might do something. And yeah. it's usually, if it's like a, a grandparent or yeah. a friend or whatever, they get all the endorphins of because the kids get yes. excited. So they're mm. like, oh, I've, they give themselves all the, all the props and mm. they feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Then they mm-hmm. don't have to deliver because mm-hmm. they've already felt good about the possible offer. And, and then you end up having to do it. Should yeah. apologize. And that is you two guys. Because you have thrown out that you've invited 
Chris Hemsworth to my party. And by doing that, you mean you've put it up on Twitter. Even you guys didn't believe it. You didn't retweet it on your own Twitter. No, you yes, only did. did it on the B105 one. No, I retweeted it. Stab? I don't tweet. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use it. I've got to install it on his phone for well, him. Well, put it on your little Instagram. Characters. Rather than posting about a car, you should post about Chris Hemsworth. But no, you didn't because you didn't believe it enough. But you know who did believe it? All the little kids in Brisbane mm. who now believe that Chris Hemsworth is coming to the party because you've so-called invited. And they're all excited. So I got a few um, messages and I just I wanted to share this because uh, Arav, Arav is... Um, He's a beautiful little boy, and he was telling his mum that he wants to invite Chris to his party. Ah. And this is what he said about it. I'm going to invite Chris Hemsworth to my birthday because I like Thor, and he is Thor. But he might be busy. Well, guess what? Hmm. Chris Hemsworth is going to be 105's birthday. It's going to be? Be Abby's birthday in B105. Oh. He's going there. Wow. He hasn't said yes yet, honey. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> Did you hear the dad in the front? Yeah. He didn't say yes yet, honey. Yeah. Yeah, I, we're teaching kids you, that you've you have got an to... apology to Avrav and everyone else who believes that Chris is coming and they're so Why? excited. Why? Where's the. We, we, we... I'm sorry, Arav. That I'm not. We're teaching kids to dream. Resilience. Resilience. <laughs> oh, yeah, kids, you know. kids can't come to the party anyway. Okay, well, then we need to have photos that we'll be able to show them. Well, we can definitely do that. Oh, you can do anything with computers. That's, easy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine. That's the easy bit. But you've, well, all we've done is given him hope that he might come yeah. to his party. And to be fair, I reckon if Arav asks Chris Embers to go to his party, he's got a much better chance than that's we right. actually do. Well, if that's the case, Stav, every time your daughter has a party, I'm going to throw out her wish list and tell her that she will be there. And you see how happy it is. The person she'd want to be at her party is you, Abby. And that's an easy dream to make come true for a little girl. <laughs> Anything else? Oh, we? Not even you believe I'm going to tell her she's getting a pony. <laughs> now, well, Chris is invited. Yeah. So it's not on us. It's on Chris. That's true. Mm. If, if he, he wants to break a little boy's come, heart. He's disappointing <laughs> yep. the children. That's right. Yeah. So he's normally at the yeah. hospital helping out kids that are sick with their dreams. But no, sure. Mm. Hey, don't, we don't have to bring them into it. We're just saying. <laughs> we've invited him. It's a standing invitation. Ooh, mm. Maybe we could change the venue to the hospital. Double our chances. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have a party in hospital? The parking is expensive. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, okay. that's Scratch very that. true. Scratch we'll catch so, taxis. <laughs> look, he's still invited. He is. Chris, the invite has been sent to you. Mm-hmm. We've spoken to Chris's people. So they're, they're aware of it. Mm. They know. Mm. They know that the invite is there. So. Thank well, you, guys. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I want to ask your opinion on this. Okay. Am I looked into it too much or is it a bit of a power play? Because I've got a lot of um, guy friends because I grew up with older brothers. I just, I've got, I'm a bit blokey, I mm-hmm. guess. And they're good friends and I've made friends with their partners. So whether they're wives or girlfriends, because I always think, you know, if, if they're happy in a relationship, I want them to be part of my life as well. Mm-hmm. So I've got all their numbers and we sort of, you know, text as groups. But there's a couple of um, guy friends of mine that are going through a bit, so I've been texting them a little bit more just to check how they're going. I've also sent um, different presents. So I sent a message saying just checking how you're going at the moment to one of my guy friends, right? Mm-hmm. Saying just checking how you're going, just want to make sure that you got the present that I sent. And then I didn't get a text back from him. I got a text back from his wife from her phone saying, thank you very much, he did get that. 
Well. And I was like, okay, that's great. But I'm finding every time I message them to check on them, I get a message back from their partner on their phone. Mm. And I'm like, should I not be texting them? Is that a bit of a power play of like, yes, we got your message, or yes, I'm reading his phone? Like back off? Not back off, but Mm. it just always feels weird. I always find it weird if I text someone and someone else will jump on their phone and text back. Mm. Like if I was going to message one of you guys and then your wife will text back saying, answering the question, I'd be like, oh, well, I would have done it as a group. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends. I always think, are they? Was he driving? But then I can't he be would, driving the whole time. But then wouldn't wouldn't no. But in that instant, but then if he if like sometimes I'll get Esther to read messages off my phone if I'm driving and then reply as me, and then she always tries to put stuff in it that <laughs> I would do never like a say. Kiss, kiss, or I love <laughs> yeah. you very much. And then he's like, "Why did you do that?" Or yeah. I tell her exactly what to say, and she goes, "You can't say that." I'm like, "No, that's what that's I would what say." I would say because you've got to answer like yeah. the person that you're being. You're just transcribing, babe. You're mm. not texting. Mm. I'm texting. Mm. You're typing. Mm-hmm. But I always think. It's it's weird when someone else texts back. You're like, oh, I would have texted you if I wanted you to reply. Mm. Yeah. That would have been a different structure to the text. Yeah. That is weird. So it goes. And then I kind of feel like it, they're, they're on their phone looking through it. And I'm like, well, then did they get the message? Mm. Oh, did they even see it? And then did she's they just even seen see it, it? And then she's just responded. For yeah, because Scotty and I have like, it's not like we're, oh, you can't do it. We know each other's passwords. Maybe he doesn't know mine. He probably mm. never asked. <laughs> but I always go, it's still, I think, polite to have the person's phone as their own. Yeah. Like it's a crossover of privacy or trust if you want to make sure that you're all getting each other's messages. Mm. See, I'm looking into it too much. I always say to Esther, you can go through my phone whenever you want, but I won't go through your phone because I don't want to find something. You know? (laughs) Because what you'll do is if you go looking, (laughs) Mm. I'm not not saying there would be anything on there. I'm like, if you're looking, Mm. you'll find it because you could read into anything. On someone's phone, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But if I was going to go through Scotty's and look, all of his phone would just be text messages that are unreplied. Yeah. Because he just doesn't write back to anyone. But <laughs> mm. if I was going to go through them and then get my phone and say, hey, Scotty got your message yeah, that's and he won't be able to come to the party, yeah. that just seems quite controlling rather than saying, hey, babe, can maybe, you text him back? Maybe that's why your friend's going through a hard time at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe she realises, maybe you are just looking into it, she realises how useless her husband is. Maybe. And she's like, he, he can't, he wouldn't have any relationships if I don't help him maintain them. Maybe. But then he, she should just text back from his phone then. Yes, that's oh, I the... Think that's, it's him. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Like, hey, I got the message. Thank you so much. I would be none the wiser. And I'd go, cool, he's okay. Mm-hmm. But to show that I got the message on his phone and I've texted back. Mm. But maybe going even further down the rabbit hole here. Mm. Sorry, mm-hmm. let's just keep, let's just keep right, expanding. Okay. Right. okay. Expanding. okay. Yeah. Maybe she thinks if I reply from my phone, mm-hmm. then it won't keep the conversation going. Because if she replies as him without you knowing you might then continue the conversation into something else and she'll start to feel bad mm. and she'll have to say, actually, it's not him, it's me. Mm. Whereas if she takes it to her phone, oh, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. You've confused her. <laughs> no, 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 I'm still there. But I was just thinking if I was going to text you, Maddie, right? Yeah. And Esther writes back saying, Matt got your text message mm-hmm. and this is what we're doing on Saturday. It would just be a bit strange. It's like, why have you just read his messages? Mm. Dunno, man. I reckon we get her on the phone and we ask her. That's going to be great. the best Thank way you. to go about this. And well, that will we'll, make it less awkward and it'll be out in the open. Just yeah. say yeah. to her. We'll, we'll ask her, I'll ask him and then she'll respond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah text him and say, why <laughs> did you do this? Yeah, yeah you got, that's what you're going to, or what if she had have just said to you, 
hey, I'm replying on behalf of blah, blah, blah. He said he loved the, the thing. Totally fine. Mm. I think that would have been better. But just to reply back to that message as if nothing's happened but from their phone just seems quite strange. They have marital issues. That's I just all hope I can they're put still alive, to. hey? Yes. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. She's from South Africa, lives in New Zealand. It's Ursula Carlson. Oh, so many great shows coming to Brisbane, including this one, um, Token African Tour at QPAC. Tickets are on sale right now. The star, Ursula Carlson, is on. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? And it's a funny photo of you uh, getting chased by a rhino. Yeah, mate. Someone's <laughs> got to do it. And <laughs> just a last holiday snap. That's just a the bit only of... way I get any exercise is when <laughs> wildlife chases me around. Yeah, it's a bit of a lazy runaway, though. You're on the bike. Yeah, well, I mean, I need a head start. <laughs> <laughs> how's um, how's the, you live in New Zealand, so how's the buzz over there <laughs> since the, the bubble opened up? Is there a bubbly vibe in New Zealand now? Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things that you really build up, and then when it happens, you're like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Nothing has changed. <laughs> and all my friends were saying, like, I can't wait till the New Zealand bubble opens up. And then it did, and I said, when are you going to New Zealand? They're like, can't afford it, not going. I was like, well, yeah, why, not, why are we paying it? Yeah, look, I mean, I'm sort of in two minds about it. I'm happy the bubble's open, but I also have a lot of in-laws that live in Australia, actually <laughs> in Brisbane, so <laughs> I'm kind of like... Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they should come. <laughs> so shout out to because your family. The risk, the, the risk now is if, um, if you know, they come over and visit and then there's an outbreak and we have to lock down and they close the bubble, mm. then they're stuck in my house, you know. So yeah. I'm yeah. very scared. The bubble opening has made me petrified. Did you but get... I'm happy because I can come to you. Yes. Yeah, well, you can come here. Did you get sort of, I guess stuck in either Australia or New Zealand because you were travelling in between. I know you were doing the Masked Singer and then it was all when, you know, borders were open, shut. Did you get stuck? Yeah, yeah, I got stuck extra two weeks in Melbourne and then all up, I did 14 weeks in um, isolation wow. uh, in 2020. So, yeah, I got to know myself really well. Did you get in trouble about not being home for the kids, though? You know what like, Because I say to my husband, like, I, I don't want him to be stuck somewhere where he's just alone for, like, 14 days. Not as hardcore as you had to do. But I just don't want him to watch TV and just... Catch up on all the shows yeah, he's supposed to finish to together. Yeah, and not have to look after the kids. Mm. Yeah, because then if I don't respond immediately, they're not in trouble. But no, they didn't get me in trouble because they were sort of understood, you know, I had to do it for work and yeah. there was an outbreak. And so we were more grateful that I didn't get it. But the thing that got me in trouble is I recently broke my clavicle because I um, built a ramp and went over it and came off the bike and like there was literally no need for me to do it. I just did it because I thought I was 12 years old yeah. <laughs> and my body went, actually, you're not. And there's got quite a few extra kegs on you now. And if you get ploughed into the ground, you're really getting ploughed into the ground. Wow. <laughs> Ursula, why did you build a ramp? Did you go to Bunnings and get the stuff to do it? Or was there just things laying around that you're like, let's do this? You know what? I was sorting out the shed, and there were two old tyres and a plank. And I was oh. like, you know what? We would have done if I was twelve. <laughs> yep. And then I built the screwed in the plank in the ramp. Like it was real good. It was higher than my knee. And then I just hit it. <laughs> and I think, like halfway, like onto the ramp, I, I had a bit of speed, but not enough. And I didn't really commit like you would when yeah. you're a kid and you're yeah. fearless. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of just ploughed. Offered on my head and shoulder, and I just went up. Yeah, it's that that little. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I saw Jesus' sandals and I was like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. So did you need surgery to fix the bone or you... Yeah, yeah I did a real good job. Oh, how good is it? How good, though? You don't realise until you get it. When you go under for anaesthetic, you have a moment where yeah. you're like, I understand Michael Jackson. Yes, where you're like, oh, I want to fight this, but I want it to fight me back and this is so great. Yeah. What do you mean yeah, you understand? Totally. Well, there's Jackson. two types of people that Anethis has told me. There's people that want to drag it out for as long as you can so you can feel that, and there's other people that freak out because mm. they don't want to go under. So what he's saying is that's oh. what Michael Jackson was getting. He was, he was he getting was, those. He got addicted to it badly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was getting injected I, with. Yeah. I could totally understand why you would get addicted to it. And also what my uh, anesthesiologist said is you it blocks out that part of your memory. You can't remember stuff. like mm. it, And I think... If you're Michael Jackson, you would want to block some stuff out. I thought you meant like when you're under on drugs, you get all these lyrics and the deep meanings behind the songs. <laughs> like yeah, you no, get Michael you're Jackson. Walking around, you're walking around the theatre <laughs> chatting to them and they're chasing you with a scalpel and you're like, I just want to talk to you about yeah. meaning of life. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm table. talking about the man in the mirror. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you're all sweet now. The arm work's all good. Yeah, it's all right, mate. It's not like I'm, you know, farming dung on the equator. I'm a comedian. I just talk into a microphone. Well, it could be a heavy microphone. You never, you never. Just ask someone to there and yeah. hold it for you. And um, you, are you back for Masked Singer this year as well? Yes, I am. I right. am. I'm coming back in June, yeah. I think it's June. I don't read all of the email. That sounds very secretive, doesn't it? Like, it is back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. But I'm, I'm happy to break the code. You know, you guys slip me a ten, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. <laughs> you don't know anything, do you? <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> they know I'm the weakling, so they don't include me in the group email. <laughs> is it true that they have to tell people, like they always say to Husey, like try not to guess them too accurately? Do you know because we want to sort of throw people? But for you, they go, nah, just be yourself because you haven't really got them right anyway. Yeah, look, I don't know what they say to use him, but uh, him and I are both wildcards. We literally have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not an act. We are sick. <laughs> David Hasselhoff's got to pop up at some point. I want him to be inside the costume in his little red shorts. <laughs> yeah, when he comes out. I just always think he'd yeah. be the, he's the type of person who would love to do a show like that. Oh, yeah. The Hoff. I reckon he'd do oh, the yeah. American one, though. Mate, he, he'd go to the opening of a wound. He'd do anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, if you want to get your tickets, um, they are on sale right now. The show is May 3rd at QPAC, Token African, Ursula Carlson. Uh, great to talk to you. Thank you for calling through this morning. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Party people! Abby's 40K birthday. Like the way you you must be so excited for the party of a lifetime. Like, I'm not getting much sleep at the moment. Telling me how excited I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only said I just want to know where I'm going and what I'm wearing. And if you can get a babysitter. There's my three requirements. We're working on everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are so many pots on the boil oh, behind the scenes. So many so fingers been, and pies. Mm-hmm. I feel like you've been waiting on our beautiful um, producer, Siobhan, to organise everything. So you keep saying that. You always cut us off at the knees. Mm. Stav and I are working our asses God. off for this, and you never, ever let us have the credit. Yeah, I know. Mm. And like um, a teacher always says, uh, show me the working out so I know how you got the answer. So if you guys could show me the email chains that you personally have done, I will well, believe you. we can't because we're doing it all via the phone and face. <laughs> 
face-to-face meeting. Old school. It's it's heels to the ground <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of deal. You know, we're, we're pounding the pavements. That's the liars. Right. Yeah. Ever. Anyway, I don't care. I, Siobhan's done it. I'm happy. <clears throat> All right. So Stab and I are organising <laughs> yeah. your 40th birthday party. Already, we've put $40,000 forward, so there'll be forty grand to give away. Yep. Uh, and we've organised something else just massive. Let's recap on it all before we tell you where the party's going to okay, be. Okay, here we go. It's Abby's 40K birthday. Bring on the party. I'm turning 40 this year. And we're going to be celebrating the big day the only way we know how. With a big amount of cash? Yes, a huge amount of cash. <laughs> $40,000. Happy birthday, Abby. Stav and I have our clipboards. Yes. We have our headsets. We are the party. Alana. Yeah, we won't even have any fun. We'll be so busy. Really? You're going to stay sober, are you, Stav? Didn't say that. Got together and we're like, what would she really want? She really wants, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. I love Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Chris exactly. Hemsworth is attractive. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. We've invited Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth to, to your, your party. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. All of our chips we've had up in the air are finally falling into place. All our eggs are firmly in one basket. And intact, not cracked. The ducks have flown to the roost. And now, the moment Abby's been waiting for, our party venue. Yeah, baby, we are going to the Treasury Brisbane. Like, you seriously have looked into it? You've got it booked? Locked in, locked and loaded. Yay! Paid the deposit. Yeah. Deposit is down. Because I remember we, you had one of your favourite parties big there. Room? Yes, it's the that big, room. big room. The yeah, big one. <gasps> yeah. We need a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. It's a lovely place. We knew how many friends and how many people love you. So we're like, let's go huge. It was that oh. or Suncorp Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a game on. So. Yeah, we can have the after party there if you want. No, I I love that room. It is beautiful. Mm. You know what? One of the big selling points for me was because it mm. always works with Esther. Mm. Festoon lights. Yeah. Anything where you can put up a fairy or festoon, mm-hmm. girls love. Love it. Because it's sort of it, it, some of the areas outside as well, yes. isn't it? They Correct. can open it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. We play tennis in there if we wanted to. Yeah. yeah. So is it a theme then? Well, we're going to get to the theme. Mm. That is still there to come. There is a theme. There is. Well, well, we have an idea for a theme, which yeah. we might even bring the theme to the table tomorrow, mm. I reckon, because... Yeah. A dress-up? You, you know me, I'm always sceptical of dress-up. I love a dress-up. You love a dress-up. Yeah. Yep. So we might. this might be the one thing tomorrow that we let you have a decision on. Yes. We're thinking. Okay. Because we've been worried <laughs> to put pressure on you, and we think tomorrow we might need to put pressure on you with the theme. You can put more pressure. Seriously, go for it. Yeah. I, right. I'm okay with decisions. All right. Be prepared. <laughs> Over the next week and a half, mm. this is where it rolls out. Finally, everything's coming together. A huge announcement mm-hmm. is going to happen within the week, I would say. Um, I'm working on a cake at the moment as well. <laughs> yeah. Like you're baking a cake? I, I attempted one. Oh, did you? But I'm going to outsource, yeah, I believe. Play. So yeah. uh, a big shout-out to Treasury Brisbane for helping us organise this experience. Luke Nguyen's Street Eats mm. menu at Fat Noodle. Visit treasurybrisbane.com.au. That is where we are going to be partying and someone will win $40,000. Oh, that's exciting. That is Cash. the most beautiful courtyard. Mm. It is nice. And we can just go all night. Hey. Well, that's yep. what I was going to say. <laughs> it ain't never going to stop. No. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks tomorrow, the 29th of April. Uh, we give you two answers in the podcast now to make it easy to win the cash. Ten grand every day up for grabs. Harry Potter and Hamster. Hamster. Is that just like like a guinea pig? Yep. Same family. 
Same family. Mm. Oh, so they what? are different animals, are mm. they? Mm. Mm. What's it, the bigger? The hamster's bigger? I think it just seems like that's bigger, more actually. American, doesn't it? Mm. I think guinea pig's bigger. But you can get hamsters here in Australia, right? Yeah. And then is a gerbil something different? Mm. Yeah, I think it's all the rodent family, though. Right, they're all, yeah, right. Mm. They're all rodent even. They're just different, different types yeah. of rodents. Mm. Mm. Okay. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, sh- gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. I did get a little bit of a giggle from this um, Dear Abby, but it is a serious one. I know that some parents can go over the top. But this parent is a little bit confused, okay? Okay. I'm going to say she's passionate. (laughs) (laughs) She's written, Dear Abby, I'll start by saying that I represented the state years and years ago in netball, and I am quite competitive. Netball mom, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I am quite competitive. But fast forward 20 years, and I'm embarrassed and shocked and annoyed at what's just happened. My kid's school has requested that I no longer attend my children's sporting games. (laughs) I do yell from the sideline and I do give some feedback and I know this might annoy the coach. I have said a couple of things against the other team and I'll admit that I have gone over the line a couple of times, but I've pulled myself in from them. You're all grubs! You're all grubs! (laughs) I got spoken to once um, just to calm down and I thought I did from then on. But I have got called into the school and I had to go and chat to the principal where they told me that a couple of complaints had come from fellow parents to say that I was aggressive and too much on the sidelines. I was really embarrassed. I didn't say anything about that. Um, I didn't say anything in that meeting, but I got told, can I please refrain from going to any games for two months? I'm embarrassed. I feel like for two months people are going to feel relieved that I'm not there and I'm not able to then go back. Mm. I feel like if I do go back, I just need to shut my mouth and sit and watch, but it's not me. I want to know, has anyone got told that they can't go to sporting games with their children? Or has anyone made a complaint against other parents? She should get her husband to go and FaceTime it. <laughs> well, I think, that, I think that's what was happening. I wrote back saying, ha-ha, like, you know, how do you feel about it? And she was like, no, I feel, real, I feel embarrassed, mm. she said, to be honest. Because she goes, I get passionate about the games, I don't really notice. But she said now she's more upset that someone's made complaints. And she, mm. you would, you'd be wanting to know who made complaints. Was it someone in the team? Was it someone in the other, other team? And I know daughter? that... Thirteen ten six though, if you have been banned as a parent from sporting events or maybe you've had to put in a complaint because there are some parents across the line and they get aggressive mm. and you have to remind them, that, like, champ, this is just a kid sporting a game. I love how even the principal was so scared of her that the principal said, can you just not come for two months two rather months. than saying you're banned for two months? Mm. Are you allowed to ban parents? I guess you would be able to, wouldn't yeah, you? I mean, we so. get a code of conduct for um, any of, like, because my kids go to the Morningside Panthers, and mm. I know there is a code of conduct that people would expect. Yeah. And you'd rein someone else in. But I feel like back in the day, things that my parents would have done at sporting games wouldn't be allowed now. Mm. Like, you, Maddie, your mum wouldn't be allowed it. Zita wouldn't be at the sidelines now. No, she would be because it was always screams of encouragement. Right. That's all right. For okay. my mum. So it would be if, you know, if I made a break, like, she would scream like a banshee. Mm. And, yeah. um, but it was never, she would never like, call out at the ref or anything mm. like that. So like that, swearing's, that okay. swearing's out. And I do think that's the yeah. point, isn't it? You can't yell at refs. Mm. No, that's a big no, no to be screaming at a, 
another 15-year-old kid who's volunteering their time <laughs> for a weekend yeah. to referee some eight-year-olds. Yeah. It doesn't, not a good look. Not it's good not look. a good look, is no. it? Um, no. no. So it's, it yeah. would be hard to go back to as well. Because if you're passionate naturally, mm. like I said, she doesn't, and I can respect that she doesn't realise she's going over the top in the, in the moment because mm. she's so invested in the game. Mm. I'll be honest and say that I'm pretty into games now. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm definitely a sporting mum. You yeah. yeller? I'm not a yeller. I keep it all in, but I can understand how people let it out. Because, mm. like, you know, if my I love watching him play tennis now, my eldest son. Mm. He loves it. And when something, you're like, oh, that was totally in. Quiet, please. But I'm never going to scream it out. Quiet, please. But I can understand how people do. Mm. I like being a sporting mum. It's fun now. It's all those things that I wanted to play. If you volunteer, (laughs) (laughs) if you volunteer, Mm. do you reckon that allows you more room? Like if you're entrenched in the club, gives you a little bit more wiggle room to be more vocal than the others. So she comes back as the orange boy. Like if if you volunteer as the the team manager, right? And you clean, or or you Mm. work in the canteen Mm. every single weekend. They might, maybe that gives you more room to. Maybe. mm, I don't know. 131060. Uh, let's open the phones on this one. See what you guys think. Maybe you've you've had to deal with a parent like this before. Maybe you've if got If I got some a warning, advice. I think I'd be too embarrassed to go to another game. You reckon? Yeah. Well, we got a lot of calls on this, so it seems to happen quite frequently. Sherida in Marsden. Have you been banned? Haven't been banned, no. Um, I've been told um, to quieten down. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a fine line between passionate and aggressive. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a passionate parent comes across as aggressive. Like uh, with the with the parents that stand on the sideline. I growing up when I was playing sports, my mum sounded aggressive. <laughs> um, but in saying that, like it kind of drives me more. Okay. Yeah, you it sound so you. sweet. I can't imagine you yelling on the sideline. What's the oh, sport? Oh, no, yeah, I'm not sweet at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a radio What's the radio sport <laughs> that you go um, and watch? Okay, so uh, mainly football. Ooh. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, the, rugby, yeah. the rugby league. Yeah, I can get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Kabul chart. Jake, what are your thoughts yep. on uh, on parents? Oh, look, I think parents just need to sort of sit there and be quiet sometimes. Like, look, it's happy to have your words of encouragement and cheer your kid on from the sideline. Mm. But once you start getting too abusive towards officials, it's it's not very nice. I was a referee in Group 6 Country Rugby League in New South Wales, mm-hmm. and I'd been abused myself quite a few quite a few times and it's it's not nice mm. um yeah. i've also been there as a supporter you know it's always good to give it to the ref but people need to realize that this is junior sports we're not at the nrl or the super netball league or anything like that there mm. are a bunch of kids trying to have fun and the people helping these kids have fun as well so you know let them do their thing but don't don't go there yelling at officials and going over the top i reckon yeah, yeah if you want to do that like volunteer. you said go to a broncos game and yell at the, the broncos a bit mm. yep Yep, fair enough. Uh, all right, <laughs> everyone's got it in for yelling at the Broncos. <laughs> Sarah and Redcliffe, what do you think about this? Have you been told to uh, keep it down? Yes, I sure have many times. <laughs> um, not even just for my kids, but also my husband uh, plays sports, and we've been told to you know keep it down on the sideline as well. There. Mm. Who so, comes and yeah. tells you? Is it other parents, or is there has been a ref before that said, "No, no, no come on, call it." Not refs, no. Uh, we never, you know, I don't think being, you know, talking to the refs or yelling at the refs should ever come in and, you know, you should never be aggressive or swearing. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, if you're going to, you know, you're cheering your own kid on or your partner on, then there's nothing wrong with that. And honestly, a lot of the time is, you know, it's their team that's losing and then, you know, they're getting grumpy about that. So they'll just, you know, make a complaint about anything. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. See, I, I yell at my kid uh, when he, he plays soccer, but that's mainly because the coach says, are you ready to go on? He goes, nah, I'll just sit here for the rest of the game. <laughs> and you're like, I'm paying for this. Yeah. Get out there. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. <laughs> I told you if you signed up, it was a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne in Thornlands, have you uh, been banned before? Oh, not actually banned, but sort of, yeah, told to, yeah, quiet down a little bit and sort of be a bit more constructive constructive with sort of what I've had to say. Mm. What were uh, you doing? Were you having a go at the ref, the other team, your kids? Oh, yeah, probably all of the above. (laughs) Uh, Sort of what changed my perspective, sort of listen about Abby's story, and that was, um, yeah, look, I went and become an official sort of, after I had that bit of a run-in the first year with sort of the kids' sport. Mm. Um, I've refereed since, been involved, sort of volunteering in that. And, um, yeah, it's just given me a total different appreciation for for the officials, for the kids actually on the field playing the game, for oh, yeah. what they're listening to from the sideline. Mm. And, yeah, total different perspective, mate. That's a great idea, though, really, isn't it? Rather than yeah. banning someone, you actually invite them on to be a volunteer. Mm. Yeah, because that's the other thing. No one gets paid for a lot of that stuff. No. You know, they're, yeah. they're doing it for the kids. Mm. So. That's why you never abuse anyone, because you are not going to put your hand oh, up to volunteer. No. No. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. I don't want to find myself with a water bottle having to run out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking Instagram. Hey, you work, good, good. Uh, look, you can email anytime, dear Abby, at b105.com.au. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Fly with me. We've uh, gone on many flights together as a team. Mm. Um, and last flight I think we took, um, Siobhan and I had like just, oh, I think one, this is our producer, one or two wines. Mm. And then when we saw you, you guys were like, are you okay? We're like, yeah, we've only had two wines, but you said that we're a little bit too happy. And we're like, mm, it was just two, but it was up in the sky. So, no, no, no. We, you guys, we were at the back of the plane. Yeah. You ladies yeah. were at the front of the plane. Mm. And you came back to go to the bathroom. And Stav and I were like, what has what happened? happened to you two? And you're like, it's because. No, if you have just, one, we had a great chat. If you have one in the sky, it's like, the equivalent to like three, if you're on the ground. And no, we're dehydrated. <laughs> and we were like, I don't know about that. We and were like, is it is it a myth or is it actually true that it's different when you're on an aeroplane consuming alcohol? I think Do you it's have to a watch myth. yourself. I it, think it's a myth. It's the air pressure, isn't it, that mm. everyone tries to say. Mm. Or dehydration. I don't know. I thought I thought it was a myth, but I'm still sticking to it. And I did try this yesterday, but because of because uh, I'm flying to Melbourne here in Melbourne at the moment, but um coronavirus, they've changed their requirements. Mm. You can't order drinks on a lot of flights. I so thought, like Qantas, I think, maybe are still offering it after 5 o'clock, um, but you can't purchase them at any other time. Mm. But alcohol gets rid of it. Stopped them. <laughs> so we're all rubbing alcohol in our hands, mate. No, they're it's trying rubbing. to stop interactions between the flight attendant and people. Oh, so if you're in a flight okay. with Stav and he's constantly dinging it and they've got to come, then it's... <laughs> Not appropriate. She says it's just stumbles down the back of the plane. After spilling an entire (laughs) glass of red wine all over herself. I did not do that. Dr. Sam Hay joins us right now. We use Dr. Sam for a lot of our um, very important questions. Talk us through, um, is it true that one wine in the sky is worth three on Earth? (laughs) 
Morning, guys. Look, the first thing I have, have I am, of course, going to uh, drive home to people is I don't want people doing their own experiments on this. We have to drink in moderation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, everybody. Of course. Yes, yes. yes. Be careful yeah, yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this, I reckon, is one of the most awesome urban myths out there. Mm-hmm. It's a myth. Right. Okay. They, they, believe it or not, they have actually done studies on this. Now, they're not particularly recent ones, and they're not massive ones. It's not like you can get 10,000 people up in the air and mm. get them all pissed and see how they go on the land as well. <laughs> but um, they have looked into it, and the effects of alcohol are pretty much the same, whether you're drinking on the ground or up in the plane. However, mm. when we're up there, we're generally sitting down doing absolutely nothing. Mm. We're often not eating much. Mm. Um, so the drinks you do have are going to be going straight to your system, straight to your brain and giving a degree of influence. So I, I, it's more what Behaviour. we're doing around those beers. Mm. Mm. Right. See, Dr. Sam, hey, was that also the same when a lot of people were ordering drinks sitting down? Like during, you know, coronavirus when we couldn't actually get up to order our drinks, you had to stay at the table, people were saying they're feeling the effects more. Is that just because you're not getting up and walking around? Well, I, I think that's probably got something to do with it. Um, yeah. Right. And... and, and People's piss fitness may have been down, mm-hmm. uh, but they're arguably Aussies were drinking a lot more, so mm-hmm. maybe their piss fitness was actually better. So what are um, you saying, that one in the COVID is worth three in the non-COVID? <laughs> 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 so th- Look, I, go for it. This one, I always wondered too, is it a myth? So eating something greasy helps the hangover the next day. You know, like, uh, oh, I've... Lines your stomach. Yeah, I didn't have a kebab or I didn't have um, a burger or or chips. Does that actually help with your hangover? Look, I I don't think there's any great evidence about what you eat, but certainly the volume we eat does make a difference because it slows down the absorption of the alcohol. So you don't get that peak blood alcohol level, Mm. um, which will affect your hangover the next day. Right. Well, my friend is uh, French, and her, her mother always taught us when we're going out. She taught us a lot of wise things of how to dress, but the other one was always that we had to have a piece of cheese before we went out because she said the slow release of the fat sometimes would help with alcohol consumption so you wouldn't feel it as much. Is there any truth to that before you start drinking? Uh, once again, getting something into your stomach is going to help uh, by mm. slowing down that right. absorption. Mm. And the reality is young people tend to not eat very much when they're out. So having that big meal beforehand makes it makes a difference. I've got to admit, yeah. I've come home from a night out and opened a whole packet of Kraft singles before and eaten the whole thing. Mm. And that's so French of you. Yeah, that's definitely American the type of cheese. cheese mm. Woken up with all of those little strips of plastic and the shame <laughs> of it the next day. Mm. But it was delicious. There you go. Dr. Sam Hay, we've debunked another one. I'm sure we'll be in touch again very soon, my friend. Looking forward to it. Good on you. There you go, buddy. So, not true. One in the sky. No, no. Drink not responsibly. in the ground. Uh, all mm. times. Always. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. I'm pretty hectic about brushing my teeth. Mm. something that I just, I would never, ever, ever miss brushing my teeth. Scotty sometimes could fall asleep on the couch and then go to bed. I was like, what's wrong with you? At that point, you get and brush your teeth. He goes, I wouldn't want to wake myself up. Mm. You never miss it. Twice a day, sometimes three times a day. I forgot to pack my toothbrush when I came here to Melbourne. So now I've been brushing it with my my finger. And they have that little pack in the hotel. 
No, I didn't. What? I don't. It doesn't happen every time. I know that you don't pack your toothbrush relying on that, but it doesn't always happen, stuff. Mm. It's, mm. Not, it's never not happened to me. Yes, it did. Remember, you came and asked me for some toothpaste because you said it wasn't in the room. That's happened twice. There was that one time. Yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for no <laughs> He said to me, I didn't pack it because I thought it'd be in the room. Mm. And I was like, no, Stab, that doesn't happen. Oh, but you didn't snort. What? You didn't snort. Yeah. I'm a chucker. If there's something that gets in the way, if it's filling up a cupboard, mm. I, I chuck it. Yeah. Chuck it. We just some, somehow things just appear in the house. Mm. But there's nothing worse <laughs> than when you chuck something. Yeah. And then you go looking for it. And then you stomp about the house saying, where is it? Where did you put it? And then your wife says, you chucked it. What about when you chuck something and your wife goes, Hey, Maddie, Maddie do you know where that you thing is? The... I hate that feeling. I've had worse. Uh, I've chucked something that my mother has gifted the children uh, and then she's gone in our bin and seen that I've chucked it and I was in big trouble. Oh, God. So to myself, thanks. <laughs> but no thanks. made some spaghetti bolognese last night. <laughs> Do your Italian accent. Spaghetti. Margarita. And um, this is a small thing, but bloody hell it was annoying. I accidentally bought tubular spaghetti. What? Tube spaghetti. Mm. It looked exactly like spaghetti, except it's tubed. So... It's still like long ones. Yeah. Right. But, like but little... because it's got a hole down the centre of it, you can't mm. suck it up. It just goes... It's like a straw. Yes, it's like a spaghetti straw. And half the fun of What's having spaghetti bolognese huh. is the slurpy bit. It's called tube spaghetti. Oh, I'll take right. a photo of it later. Show you. I never knew it existed. Oh, neither did I. It's kind of like a cross between a noodle and pasta. It was very annoying. I you want to do your like... lady and the tramp thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I it's had no stuck idea at the same <laughs> how many bloody types of pasta there was oh, until yeah. COVID. Yeah, angel hair. Others. (laughs) 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 Thanks, but no thanks. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, there we go. That's the podcast. Well done, everyone. You made it to the end. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Stab Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab Abby and Matt on B105.